Hi, Larry. Good morning. Good morning, Natalia. How you doing? I'm okay. So you have a podcast you want to talk about. Yeah, this is a little bit different. I usually review documentary films, but uh, it's a new genre that's caught my ear lately. Mm-hmm. You know, podcasts, they've been around for a while, and for the most part, they're nonfiction. So they fit into the documentary world. And most are divided by subjects like uh, NPR politics and New York Times, uh, New Yorker. They're all connected with magazines and culture. Um, NPR has a podcast called The Big Listen, uh, which is a podcast about podcasts. And that'll give you a sense of just how popular podcasts are becoming. Uh, The most intriguing genre in the whole podcast canon is the detective story slash gothic murder mystery. And last year, I don't know if you're aware of it, but the whole world seemed to be taken with This American Life's offshoot called Serial. The producer was Sarah Koenig. And it's about a high school student who's appealing his murder conviction from 1999. And the show went viral. And it's not just the subject matter. It's the way it was produced. The storytelling was phenomenal. And it set this incredibly high standard. And that that podcast is still making waves because that person is still in prison and still appealing. And so every time something happens, it's in the news again. So it's a great model. And they've done a couple other podcasts. One of the most recent one is called S-Town. And I think it's the best one yet. The host is Brian Reed. He works with Julie Snyder and Sarah Koenig and Ira Glass. These are names that are very familiar to anybody who listens to NPR and This American Life. And they've created a kind of a modern gothic southern horror story. And it's set in Woodstock, Alabama. That's a town, the protagonist in the tale. His name is John McLemore. He calls it S-Town. And S stands for a four-letter expletive. You can guess what it means. And he draws you into this convoluted world of possible murders and tattoo parlors and nipple piercings and anti-clock restoration, even Mad Hatter's disease, suicide by cyanide, there's avaricious relatives, gold hoarding, deep and abiding racism, climate change, and basically the perils of growing up in small town Alabama and never being able to escape your past, let alone your present. Uh, If you are familiar with Southern literature like Faulkner and Flannery O'Connor and Harper Lee, uh, that you'll feel right at home with this. But this also doesn't feel derivative. It's very original. Uh, so this, we can listen to a clip of this character, John B. McElor, McLemore, who's been recorded on telephone talking to the producer. Yeah, you know, I, my, my life is kind of a, a nut house because I take care of my mom that has Alzheimer's, and we're in about our seventh or eighth year of that. So sorry about the other day when you tried to call and all hell had busted loose. No, I'm sorry and you have to deal with that. I'm sorry. Of course, losing the dog the other week, that didn't help. You know, I take in strays, which shouldn't surprise you. You know, considering where I live, you shouldn't be the least bit surprised that these people out here just dump their dogs out on the side of the road. At one time, I've had as many as 21. I got 14 now. Well, 13, yeah. So that was was really hard because that was an old dog and a good dog. Larry, what fascinates me about this are these characters. This guy, John B. McLemore, Uh, here's another example of one of his diatribes. This is just a transcript of of it. Uh, He rants about our nation, the U.S., where people are whiny, fat, flabby, out of shape, Facebook-looking, damn twerk-fest, peeking out the window, snooping around, listening on the cell phone, spying on the people, peeping in the crack of the goddamn door, listening to the goddamn sheetrock. Then he says, I got to have me some tea. (laughs) I hope I'm doing his accents injustice. The series is seven episodes, and they were all released at the same time. 
And that feeds into this whole binge-watching frenzy that's gripping the nation, at least gripping me anyway. And I, f- I fell right into the trap with this. I ripped right through all the episodes. Uh, it, for me, it's a perfect thing to listen to in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. Maybe, maybe other people wouldn't think so. <laughs> if this were a documentary, a film documentary, do you think that it would still be a compelling story? Obviously, it depends how it was directed. But you know, I, I recently heard a uh, documentary filmmaker at a presentation saying that uh, when you're editing a film, a documentary film, you should not be looking at it. You should be listening to it to see if it would work as a radio show and not as a document, not as a visual form. I, I take a lot of issue with that because you can make an entire documentary without any voices at all. But I think it's a good lesson, particularly for a word-heavy documentary. Does that drama come through just in the dialogue along, alone? I found this haunting and compelling and probably the best storytelling I've heard on radio. Uh, it's not for everyone in the middle of the night. It didn't really put me to sleep. It just entertained me so that I wasn't bored to death just lying there. Um, so right now, what are we doing? We're doing a radio show, right? And this is really harkens back to the old kind of radio, the radio that I listened to as LPs uh, in the 50s when they started re-releasing um, The Shadow, The Lone Ranger, things like that. And I don't think this is an accident that this is popular again. Um, as a documentary filmmaker, the genre intrigues me because it uses all these techniques of good filmmaking, but without the costs at least without the exorbitant costs. Because Filmmaking in the age of Trump, just make podcasts. Just make podcasts. Well, you know, people are just driving around listening to these things or like me lying in bed. <coughs> it's not cheap to produce the show. Uh, they have several full-time producers. They have music and travel and promotion budgets and they do research for years. But the images, that's the cheap part because you see them in your mind when you hear the story. They're all imaginary, and but when they're con- connected with this very fine descriptive writing, they're much more powerful, I think, as a radio producer, producer, you probably agree. The producer, Brian Reed, tells you right from the beginning that the show almost didn't happen. I don't mean the serial or the podcast, but this particular one about S-Town, about John B. McLemore. And the key character, McLemore, calls him and leaves an intriguing message, which Brian Reed records, and he feels compelled to fly to Alabama to meet this guy. And we learn that he interviews him over the course of a year before he decides that this might be a good story for a film. I mean, for a, uh, for a uh, serial show. And he's casting him and his neighbors and his friends and probably comparing them to a whole host of other potential players and stories who have also approached him to be on this, this American Life all shoot serial. So besides the wonderful story and brilliant writing, you get insight into how a good producer works to choose and craft a story. So I highly recommend this. Search for S-Town wherever good podcasts are found, <laughs> iTunes, et cetera, and download and listen to it and learn from the masters. I'm, I'm intrigued, and I think you know this may be a genre I'd like to try myself. It sounds a little bit like Garrison Keillor's home time. What oh, his, his dialogue, his monologue that yeah. he does? Uh, no, and not at all, because it's all, when Keillor does it, it's, it's, just a, a monologue. And it's all him and it's all his writing. He's basically reading a short story. This is an amalgamation of all kinds of voices and music and sound effects and people. It's highly produced. The music is extraordinary. The music is so good that when you go to the S-Town website, there's a whole section on the music and also where you can get the music, how you can download it, how you can buy it. Um, it's intriguing. It's an intriguing process. And 
you know, people are starting to teach courses in, in podcasting. It's become so popular. There are literally thousands of them. And now, as I said, there's the Big Listen on NPR, a, a, a show that just curates podcasts. So this, I think if, you're, if you haven't tried this kind of podcast, if you want an introduction to something that really pulls you in, S-Town is one of the finest. All right, then. Thank you very much, Larry. Okay, see you next time. This is Via Con Munoz with Natalia Munoz on 96.9. WHMP.